Hi, it's Brogan Lambert here with The Caper Bling and today I want to share three of the biggest lessons I learned at work or rather three of my biggest mistakes. Three of the things that I really failed to grasp and realize from the start. And I feel like these three things will be very relatable to you. So I began working roughly four years ago. Four or five years ago that was my first job made this mistake there three years ago I went on to my next job my inserve made the same mistake there so mistake number one confusing results with progress now let me dissect this for you so what happens at work you tend to you get a project you get given a task and you work towards it, you work towards it, you work towards it. Depending on the type of person you are, you uh, we all have different ways of working. I tend to want to sprint to the finish line. I don't like when a task drags out uncontrollably. But when I started working, I made the mistake of confusing results with progress. So I'd find myself working really hard. I'm, I'm, I'm taking work home. It's just... You know, you, you, at the end of the day, I give myself a good smile and I'm like, yes, Brogan, you, you, you've really put forth a lot of effort today. Some days were completely insane. I get in at seven. I look again, it's five. It's time to leave. It, it just became very haywire. And one day, I was working at the, on a project with former manager of mine. And it had been going on for some time, like for about a month or so. Fair enough, when I started, I didn't really put much emphasis on that project because I had so many other things which were at the forefront at the time. But I later eventually put that effort forth and worked towards that project. So the project, just to give you a big uh, short breakdown, we had a warehouse and we were moving from this warehouse to the other warehouse. Both the warehouses were in the same business unit. So it was a simple matter of pick the stuff up from this website warehouse, put it in this warehouse. But now you have all the other things that collide. So I began making the preparations. I began preparing the move, doing the layouts and things like that. And we we were given a deadline that by the end of the month we needed to be out of that building and in this building otherwise we'd have to pay rent for both buildings and my manager wanted us to avoid that at all costs because it's a no-brainer why should we make that mistake anyway me and another lady on the team of mine we we really pushed this project to say we worked hard it is no understatement and we get pulled into a meeting and he's like okay take out the spreadsheet how far are we how how ready are we for the move and we were at about 67 percent we had some trouble finding certain information but lo and behold he did not care he he flipped a switch his his whole demeanor changed and never did i get chewed out like that before in my entire life, I, I've never been chewed out to a point whereby 
I feel like, you know, I really put forth my best effort. I really was giving it my all to give quality work in a speedy fashion. And it, it simply wasn't enough. And we got chewed out, me, her, and the other team member. And she and I, we, we looked at each other because we, we understood how hard we were working. But to get chewed out like that, it, it, it really put a damper on our spirits. Like, to get her back into the whole thing of wanting to work, it, it was completely difficult. And I myself, getting myself off the ground to keep working with something else and time went on eventually we managed to finish the project but it, it left a sour taste in my mouth it left it left a taste that you know what was my work really that unsatisfactory until i spoke to some managers and eventually i spoke to my manager before he left and it became clear that the goal was not for me to work hard. The goal was not for the team to work hard. The goal was the results. And the result in this case was us moving warehouses quickly, efficiently, and with little to no errors. So I, in, in my head, I know I worked hard. But for your manager, for whoever you're working with to know and understand that you've worked hard, the task has to be complete. Because if the task is incomplete, you find yourself in a bit of a limbo of, guys, I'm at 80%, but I still want you to pat me on the back for being at 80% when really by today, you guys needed me at 100%. So that was the, that was something I, I never really understood. Or rather, it was something I never tried to understand. I don't think it's that we don't understand it. It's just that we in the trenches, so we see ourselves in a certain light but if we look at it objectively it's like going to checkers and saying asking the teller okay um i'm looking for a slab of top deck chocolate and the teller comes back and he tells you okay we don't have a full slab we've got 80 percent of a slab naturally you're going to be upset especially because when you came you came ready to receive a full bar of chocolate not 80 percent now i know that example was a little bit silly but you get where i'm coming from second mistake i made emails suck like if there's one thing in a company that 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 gets abused a lot especially in in the more corporate environments email gets used as it's almost as proof of receipts it's like a receipt that's that's how i look at email an email is a receipt people aren't using it correctly so people will send you something in an email whether or not you understand or have any inkling of what's going on and then at a later stage because it's not a priority for you when it sends you and it probably isn't a priority for them at that point but once they've sent it to you they're assuming it's now moved on now especially when you become busy with a lot of tasks, that email sl slips you by. And one day it, it catches you in a meeting and they ask you about it and you're like, oops, wait guys, I, I have no clue. I have no clue what you're talking about. You never sent me that email. And then the other guy will be like, yes, I sent you the email. Wada wada, this, that, check it, this dates. And they go when they, it, it, it becomes 
almost like proof. I feel like more often or not, email is not used to convey a message, but rather as proof of receipts to prove that I have sent you something. And as a result, ownership of this task has now gone from broken me to you. Not that Brogan cares what happens at the other end. So for the longest time, what I would do with my email is I simply wouldn't respond. Regardless of who sent me an email, I wouldn't respond. I'd wait three days before I even answered your email. This then let people know that, okay, if it's something urgent and I really need it, I need to phone Brogan. Straight ahead, just phone him and tell him, this is what I need. I need it ASAP. If it's less important, it would then come at a later stage. But you need to take your email and you need to be able to use your email effectively and ensure that your coworkers use it effectively, at least where it comes to you. And for that, you need to train them. You need to train your coworkers on how exactly it is you want them to use email. So one of the things I did is I don't look at my email more than once a day. At quarter to 12 every day, quarter to 12 every day, that's when I check my email. And it's for 15 minutes. I go through each email meticulously. I answer it then and there. And I won't see my emails again until tomorrow, 12 o'clock. Because what ends up happening is you end up getting a whole lot of emails during the day. It becomes like WhatsApp. And... Every, every 10 minutes or so, you got an email in. Ding, ding. Shirley needs something. Ding, ding. Tembega needs something. Ding, ding. Pravesh needs something. And at that point, it, it becomes a task of you simply reading your emails and completing what's in the emails over and above what happened yesterday that needs to be addressed and completed. So now you're in a place where email starts to sway what it is you had planned for the day and i've become very protective of my daily plan because as soon as somebody adds something and something that i didn't anticipate something that i didn't know was coming you just hand me a task and you're like i really need this urgently for whatever reason and if it is urgent yes i want to make that extra effort i want to be able to provide support but if it's not, I want you to send an email. I want you to realize that Brogan will only answer his email once a day. So by me answering my emails at a consistent time slot, I automatically miss any meetings. Any meeting where you set a meeting at 9 o'clock for 12 o'clock, I've missed it. And it pisses people off. Yes, it pisses people off. But at the same time, they need to understand that you cannot set a meeting today for today. It's not a meeting at that point. Then it's a, it's a lunch outing. That's what it is. You can't have people thinking you're always available. You're ready. You're on standby. That, that's not how it works. You need to be able to train your people to use email correctly. And by you answering at a standardized time slot, they know that every day, Around about 12, you're going to see emails from Brogan coming in. And subconsciously, it, it hits them that, okay, Brogan's not going to see his email until tomorrow, 12 o'clock. And first few times, you're going to miss some important things. It, it, it's happened to me. 
But uh, I, I took more of a fighting stance in which I said, guys, you cannot set meetings today for today. That's simply unacceptable. I won't fall in line with that. You cannot set a meeting at half past four in the afternoon for tomorrow nine o'clock. That's another day. I don't work 24 seven. So don't assume that that's gonna happen. You wanna set a meeting two days in advance. That's a meeting. Otherwise, it is not a meeting. You should phone me and say, guys, I need you urgently. This is the issue. Please come prepared. And then I'm, I'm on board. I'll fall in line if it is important. If it's not important, I'll, I'll go missing like everyone else. Thirdly, have a routine. I, I can't stress how important it is to have structure and a system within your life. More often or not, I implement a lot of systems. So we constantly implementing systems. But I found I myself, I didn't have a good startup procedure. I didn't have a good system of things to get me into the flow of things. Which is why if you just find yourself to be that kind of person where you arrive to work, you arrive to campus, and it's just whatever hits me, that's what I'm going to do you'll find that your day becomes more cluttered. You have to do a lot more. And you, you find yourself simply inundated with tasks. You find your manager's always angry. Everyone's always angry with you. And they feel like you're just not getting to where you need to be. You need to be able to put yourself in a spot where you have everything in a nice sequential order. So you need to start your day, maybe have your tea, read your Instagram, whatever it is you do to get yourself into the motion and let your body know that this is what I'm going to be doing. So it, it, it becomes almost like a startup procedure for having a good day. If you do every, if you do the same thing consistently on a day-to-day -day basis, your mind starts to expect it and your mind starts to wonder, okay, and then all of a sudden, you don't do it one day and all of a sudden you have a terrible day and you're confused why. So by giving your body that system, that method to say, this is what I do on a daily basis to get myself ready to do what it is I need to do. For instance, personally, I wake up five o'clock. Once I wake up at five, I shower, I get dressed, I get to work early. I'm at work 45 minutes early. I sit, shoot one quick TikTok video. I calm down, have some tea, have my breakfast. Then I go through all the things I need to do for the day. I go through what was unsuccessful the previous day, what needs to be done to counter those things today. And that's how I get my day going. I, I hate it when the unexpected happens and I, I get whitewashed and it's just poof, and I keep getting hit with tasks left right and center just audits here emails there so it became very important for me to structure my day systematically by knowing that I'm going to do a b and c today once you've done a b and c you can then focus on other people's things what tends to happen is we have days where there's so much, but at the end, you can't really see what you've done. And no one else can really see what you've done. And you find you find yourself working extremely hard, but the result's not showing. 
because you aren't using your time effectively enough. You aren't saying that this is what I need to do, this is how I need to do it. And by having that wake-up routine in check, that'll allow you to consistently produce consistent results on a day-by-day basis. Hope you found that very helpful. At the very least, I hope one of those stuck out to you. If there's anything you'd like to ask or share, please drop a comment below. Awesome talking to you. Bye.